Shri Guru Vishnu Guru Parampara ki jai. Gaur Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanande. Hari Hari. So we gathered for Radastami, the celebration of the appearance of Sri Radha. It's an Astami, like Janmastami. Janmastami is eight days after the poor name and Radharani's must be eight days before the poor name, next poor name, two weeks apart in, uh, in, in their birth, <clears throat> but never, never really separated. <laughs> so uh, I wrote a short article yesterday, it was published in Harness this morning, I speak a little from the points that were raised there with regard to Radha's love for Krishna. Jai Radhe, of course, is the, the, um, the phrase, the chant that is uh, popularized by Gaudiya Vaishnavas who have a prominent position in Sri Vrindavan Dham. Where they conceive of her as the Vrindavan Ishwari. The Ishwara means controller, that's in the masculine, and Ishwari is in the feminine. So they understand Radha as the controller, Ishwar, the Ishwari of Vrindavan. So Radha then takes precedence in Gaudiya Vaishnavism over Krishna, it seems. Hmm. <laughs> um, uh, I believe that uh, this phrase, this chant, Jai Radha, is probably something that is uh, one that is uh, peculiar to the to the Gaudiyas that they themselves have popularized. There are other Ragmarg Sampradayas that, like the um, Malabha Sampradaya, and like the Nimbarka Sampradaya, but we don't find that Radha has a prominent position in the Malabha Sampradaya as she does in the Gaudiya Sampradaya. And while the Nimbarkis, they have... Um, highlighted the position of Radha, not in the same way that the Godias have. So, Jai Radha is a particularly Godia saying. And it's very central, of course, to the uh, theology of Godia Vaishnavism, in which, as we often say, unlike other religions where God is the supreme object of worship and the focus of the uh, devotees or the constituents of that religion. In Gaudiya Vaishnavism, then the worshipable object of God is the focus. Hmm? God is the worshipable object and the focus in most religions. We are focused on the worshipable object of God. So that is a very peculiar uh, theological idea that should get the attention of uh, everyone else 
in the uh, religious and spiritual landscape. What? God has a worshipable object? Hmm? He is the most worshipable object. So who is that? And this, of course, is the position of Radha. She is that worshipable object of Krishna. He says in the, through the pen of Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami that Ami Sheshu Guru Nata in the dancing of Radha Nata hmm, I am the Shishya, I am the disciple Krishna says and she is my guru and her love Radhikar Premera Unmata her love drives me mad. So her love this uh, primal Shakti of Bhagavan is animating the Absolute, hmm? giving him life, like a young girl gives a life to a young man who feels more whole in her presence, more capable of dealing with the world and so forth, empowered by uh, her affection for him, by the things that she sees in him. It hmm? gives him confidence about himself and a better uh, ability to, as I say, function in the world. Hmm. So, this is Radha's position in relation to Krishna. And so, uh, the, the Godias are very keen then on asserting this, and in the highest reach of Godi Vaishnavism, they are in pursuit the Gaudiya Vaishnavas, of the experience of her love for Krishna. We know that there are five primary sentiments or emotions that Rupa Goswami has highlighted. I like to say that the these are the the dominant forces in the world that uh, Rupa Goswami has um, stressed as opposed to gravitational force or the electromagnetic force and so forth, which has to do with matter. These forces have to do with not the objective side, but the subjective side of life. There is an objective and a subjective. There's matter, the experienced, and there's the experiencer, consciousness, the subjective side. So the Godis are interested in this side. And in matter, um, uh, only to an extent. This Maya Shakti, in other words, is not the primary focus. But the, the Jeev Shakti and the Jeev Shakti's prospect. Hmm? Jeev Shakti means consciousness. Hmm? And its prospect. We have, for example, Chaitanya Charit Amrita. So the, this is the, means the prospect then. The immortal Charit Amrit Charit character, immortal Amrit Charit character of Chaitanya, consciousness. So what is its potential in immortality or the details about, about that? Not just, they're not satisfied to rest with the difference between consciousness and matter. It's not like this, it's not like that. Hmm? No. Therefore, Mahaprabhu said that Shrotram Api Upanishadam 
Nure Harikatamrita. Those sounds of the Upanishads like Neti, Neti, that seek to describe consciousness. It's not this, it's not that. What can you say about it? The implication is. It's beyond words. We can say this or that about matter. And whatever we can say about matter, it's it's not that, it's not that. It's different. What can we say about it? It's beyond words. These statements from the Upanishads, like Neti, Neti, for example, he said, Dure Harikatamrita. They are very far from Harikata. And Harikata is that something we can say about consciousness? That That is uh, something in the direction of uh, of of trying to um, I, I say I want, I want to say rather than having nothing to say, not having enough to say, hmm? trying to do justice through words to that that subject matter and its fullest expression. Hmm? Uh, we are the part and parcel of that whole of consciousness, a ray of the sun of consciousness. What is its life? What are its possibilities and so forth? So this is the focus of Gaudiya Vaishnavism that brings them to this exploration of the consciousness, if you will, of consciousness, which comes to Radha's love for Krishna that subordinates him. Hmm? And in the context of subordinating him, makes him more readily accessible, weakens him, hmm? weakens him. Uh, he's on high, different from everyone else. Hmm? Um, and uh, as much as her love weakens him, it brings him down off of his throne, so to speak, and makes him more accessible. So this is another Jairadhe. She has made him accessible. Hmm? This is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of course, the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is all about. And his followers, principal follower Rupa Goswami, has written about this love of Radha for Krishna. And not uh, in the most uncertain terms always, but the theology of Gaudiya Vaishnavism being an ongoing uh, affair, hmm? reasoning about the implications of the, the texts and so forth, Shastra Yukti, for those who have Ruchi, they can engage in this effectively. Um, this has been drawn out. It's there in the text, there's no doubt about that. Hmm? Um, but they have drawn it out, focused it, uh, focused on it, and and made clear to us this is the central piece, if you will, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, Radha's love for Krishna and the possibility of experiencing that on the part of the jiva. This is what Mahaprabhu Anarpita Charim Chirat Kurunayabhatina Kalo Samarpaitam Unatotur Rasam Sabhakti Sriyam that he's come to give. Very rare thing. Anarpita chirim chirat karunayabhatinakalo, very seldom this will happen. Hmm? Once in a day of Brahma is this type of appearance of Krishna, 
and a sequel appearance of Chaitanya, of Krishna as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu pursuing Radha's love. Hmm? And uh, what is that rare... Uh, this is the Ashirvad sloka I'm quoting of Chaitanya Charitamrita, the, the benediction sloka from the Mangalacharan. It's saying, may, may that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu hmm, reside in your heart, the lion-like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who's great voice of loud chanting will chase away all of the desires, making room for this to come within the heart. But what is that unata ujvala rasa? The, the brightest jewel of aesthetic sacred uh, rapture that he has come to uh, distribute and to taste and experience himself. Hmm? Krishna's Kaviras Goswami, the follower of Rupa Goswami, has brought it out to a greater extent than we find, for example, in um, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, or even in Ujbal Nilmani. Ujbal, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu is the, the nectar ocean, the immortal ocean of uh, of, uh, of, uh, of the nectar of Bhakti Rasa. Hmm? There, Rupa Goswami gives us the whole science of rasa, rasa tattva. Somebody accused me the other day of, you are teaching rasa tattva, as if it was a great offense. (laughs) Now, it's true that one cannot teach rasa. One has to experience rasa, but one can teach the theory about uh, rasa and orient one then for applying oneself in bhakti that they will more readily attain rasa. So these books were not written to be put on a shelf but to be explored uh, and uh, the implications of them uh, thought out and applied to us in our everyday life. It's a very important book. Of course Prabhupada uh, was quick to uh, publish a, his, uh, his uh, kind of summary study of Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu as the nectar devotion. It used to be the book that Prabhupada's disciples couldn't understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially the later parts. But, uh, <laughs> so it's, it is to be understood. It was written to be understood. Mm-hmm. And so, very important book. And in that book, the whole kind of, to use Prabhupada's term, science of Bhakti Rasa is, is described. And Rupa Goswami takes a neutral position there and um, he described the, 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 the sadhana bhakti, bhava bhakti the basic idea of bhakti what is shuddha bhakti then sadhana bhakti, bhava bhakti prem bhakti hmm? and then we're ready to go into the ocean of rasa so Krishna has to be described hmm? He is the Vishayalambana of, of Rasa, the object, perfect object of love. He's got various qualities and so on and so forth. And, and uh, in the context of describing then the, the, the constituents of love, the object of love, the shelter of love, the, the, uh, uh, the dominant uh, types of love, like I say, that are the five sentiments that Rupa Goswami focused on as the forces, the primary forces in life. Shanta, Dasya, 
Sakya, Vatsalya, Madhurya, not gravity, not electromagnetic ma- magnetic force, and so forth. This is what he was interested in. And these are the forces, really. Hmm? If we if we if we if we analyze another person hmm, from a scientific perspective, we'll see atoms and molecules and so many things. And will there be any life to that analysis? Is there any possibility, I mean to say, for attraction, for a bias? That's what life is about. <laughs> Attachment, attraction, love. Hmm? From that side alone, what, what will, will there be any life? Hmm? There will be nothing special about anybody and, no, and life will not be worth living and life will have no purpose and meaning. Hmm? But we see with a different eye than a scientific eye. Sometimes we have to look through that eye. But we have two eyes, so <laughs> the other eye is the feeling eye, which makes uh, one person seem special rather than another and makes our life meaningful thereby. Hmm? People look at the deity and they say, it's just a statue. We say, no, there's a third eye to, to look at the de- <laughs> deity with. Hmm? An eye derived from hearing from the scripture that changes your heart. Hmm? Then you don't just see atoms and paint and wood and metal and stone and so forth, but you see hmm, Radha and Krishna dancing on the altar. Hmm? They are not different than the Krishna we're talking about, meditating on and so on and so forth. But it takes an eye to see. Premanjana Churita. Bhakti Bilochanena Sandasadeva Hridayeshu Vilokayanti Yam Shama Sundaram this premanjana, this salve of love has to be smeared on the eye. And I will come from hearing from Sutta Vaishnavas hmm, who have no attachment himself other than a worldly attachment. Hearing from them will clear attachments from our heart to course. Hmm. Will enter our heart, make a change, and give us a different eye with which to see hmm? and some prospect then for exploring the fullest implications of these primary forces Shanta, Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, Madhuri they're the primary forces of our lives everyday lives and when uh, the life of consciousness in other words they bring consciousness to life hmm? and if we if the, if they, we, we are taught the science of these are obviously loving sentiments, hmm? servitude, friendship, parental love, romantic love. Hmm? Um, if these uh, uh, sentiments, forces, are learned to be uh, tempered with some wisdom, hmm? some objectivity. Hmm? enough to focus them on the right uh, deserving um, object, the center, Krishna. Then they have uh, the, uh, they are experienced in eternity and their fullest uh, potential, these forces. So to harness these forces of life means to bear down on them with some wisdom and see that when they are reposed in the wrong object, they lead to the greatest frustration. 
also. <laughs> so, even in ordinary, sen- even material sense, we're, we're thought, we're, we're advised to think about these with objectively, these subjective feelings. So we focus them wisely. And, you know, only love, it is said, can break your heart. Try to be sure right from the start. Neil Young. <laughs> because only love can break your heart. So, <laughs> so some wisdom is, uh, we, should, we should factor in here. So this is the idea of bhakti vedanta. Hmm? Bhakti vedanta is the wisdom, bhakti is the objectivity, bhakti is the sentiment, the, the partiality, and so forth. So then to take that to the full measure, right? Hmm? You don't want your heart broken. So to try to be sure, right from the start, because only love can break your heart. So focus it on Krishna. This is the idea, on the center. Hmm? Then you will have a relationship, a loving sentiment in friendship, in, in romantic love and so forth, that will be enduring, ever-increasing, hmm? full of uh, 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 eternal excitement and new insight and revelation ever fresh and so forth. Hmm? So this is basically what uh, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu is about, but in the book he gives the whole, all the possibilities. From the, and he highlights Madhurya Rasa very uh, briefly, perhaps I think more briefly, he has um, um, focused on Madhurya Rasa, Rupa Goswami, than he has on Shantarasa, Dasya Rasa, Bhatsali Rasa, and Madhurya Rasa. But then he has written an entire book, the sequel, so to speak, to Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu that focuses on Madhurya Rasa. But in each of these books, my point is, that he has not really said very much about this love of Radha that is, that is the uh, real center of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, which is the sentiment of Sri Rupa himself. Hmm? But theologians in the in the succession, like Krishna Kaviraj and so forth, Vishwanachakti Thakur, and so on, they have brought out what Rupa Goswami is about. It's a little hard to write about yourself, especially for a Vaishnava. Hmm? Um, in that regard, Pujapachita Maharaj used to say that that uh, Sanatana Goswami gave the basic idea, the Samanda Gyan, like in Brihad Bhagavatamrita and so forth, his commentary on, his Vaishnava Toshini commentary on uh, Bhagavatam and other books, Rupa Goswami um, gave the focus on Madhurya Rasa hmm? in Ujbal, excuse me, Ujbal Nilmani, for example, where all the different types of loving um, romantic sentiments personified by different uh, milkmaidens of Vrindavan, hmm? the left, the right wing, this one, that one, some maybe 364 different types of heroines hmm? and uh, that personify some aspect, uh, uh, emotive feature really of Radha's love for Krishna which she is the whole embodiment of herself and therefore fully competent to 
uh, captivate uh, Krishna. Hmm? Um, but while giving this focus on Madhurya Rasa, not much focus really uh, overtly on his own position within that. That was done then by his follower, Raghunath Das Goswami. Hmm? Um, so, the theologians following in the footsteps of Rupa Goswami. Here, we want to go today to what he actually says about this kind of love, hmm? Radha's love for Krishna in, with regard to the possibility of uh, devotees experiencing that themselves. The gift, the opportunity, the blessing that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to make available. This is the Unatojvarasam. This is the Ashirvad. This is this is the the, the 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 full measure of the benediction of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That in the context of pursuing the nature of that love himself, it becomes available uh, to others, and it becomes available by following in the footsteps of Rupa Goswami, both by of being a Rupanuga, this is in the fullest sense then, that means to follow Rupa Goswami not only in terms of his general teaching about bhakti, but in terms of his own inner desire, in terms of his own reality, not merely as a in his gourdly lila deha, in his perfected sadaka deha, that he appears and teaches all these things to us, but in his siddha deha in Krishna lila as rupa manjari. Hmm? Manjari means the flower. Just like you see the Tulsi has the we call her Manjari, she comes to flower. So there is a vine and there is a flower. The vine is Radha who wraps herself around the, the golden vine of Radha who wraps herself around the dark tamal tree of Krishna. And the implication is that whatever she experiences in embracing Krishna tightly to her heart, to her bosom, hmm, being nourished by that embrace, all the flowers also experience that nourishment. Hmm? So the idea is how to get the full experience, uh, the, 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 the fullest experience that the pot of possible of Radha's love for Krishna, which is the fullest. She is the Mahabhav Swarupini. Hmm? So, here, in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, in the second chapter of the first wave, the eastern division of the ocean of Bhakti Rasa, the term comes, that uh, the first term that Rupa Goswami uses to refer to this kind of love. There are two terms in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu that he uses, and I want to discuss them both. They have been later termed Manjari Bhav, Radha Dasyam, in different ways it's been uh, described and become part of the, the common uh, vernacular of, uh, of, uh, of Godius. But these are the technical terms. He didn't use those particular terms. Those are terms that kind of seek to 
bring it out more, so, so, so to speak, emphasize it more, as it should be. This is the business of the, of the devotees. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I mean, he basically denied his godhood, but the devotees brought it out. Hmm? Uh, whenever he would be glorified as Bhagavan, he would say, Vishnu, Vishnu, cover his ears and so forth. But uh, sometimes he would show it, hmm? Hmm? and they would know it, and they wanted to write about it, and they can bring it out, and so we are constantly emphasizing it. Again, we got the courage from Nityananda Prabhu. The other self of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Bajugauranga Kahagauranga Lahagauranga Eranamuri Yajana Gauranga Bajisayamat Pran. He started the Sampradaya of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Worship Gauranga. Why worship Krishna? We'll worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And of course, Prabodhananda Saraswati made a nice statement. They're all galvanized, if you will, by Nitai Chand. Yes, it was percolating within us also, but. Who could come out and say such a thing? That, uh, that Chaitanya is Krishna. Hmm? More than Krishna, even. Hmm? Radha and Krishna uh, combined, and, and, and with magnanimity, the more also, the giving, the distribution of this. It's an audacious thing to say. Hmm? Will there be any support in the scripture for this? Is this my imagination? Nityananda Prabhu was convinced. <laughs> he didn't cite any scripture, he just went and did it. <laughs> the Goswamis wanted to say, well, hold on, let's, let's demonstrate it for the sake of others who, who need some verification, who may not understand Nityananda Prabhu, hmm? rather unorthodox uh, person as he tended to be, wearing his bhava on his sleeve, as they say. Hmm? Hmm? So they... Uh, getting uh, courage from him, they began to write about Prabodhananda Saraswati while Nityananda Prabhu said, well, I worship Krishna, we'll worship Chaitanya. Hmm? Chant the name of Gore, give the teachings of Gore and so forth. And Prabodhananda Saraswati later, he said what? He said that the more we worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, hmm, the further our emphasis on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, the more we get a position in the service of Radha, the closer we come to that. Hmm? So he took it in, on that side, hmm? fully. Hmm? So, um, so as I say, they brought it out. So we uh, we bring out what Chet, they brought out. What Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was about. Hmm? Uh, his what what was his what was his rasa? <laughs> if you will, it's not a taboo thing. This is something that's important. How important is it? Another fellow told me it's, this is an important thing. What is Prabhupada's sentiment? This has nothing to do with our, our our spiritual lives. If he shows it to us at some point, then then it will be important. Otherwise, it's not important. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has not perhaps showed everyone in this room the reality of his position. But we we are very appreciative of those who have shared that theoretical knowledge. It gives us better equips us than to tread the path by having some sense of what our goal is, hmm? what our possibilities are, hmm? what the teaching is, really. So this rasa tattva is important as a, te- as, a, as a teaching. What are the parameters? What constitutes rasa and so forth? Hmm? When Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthi Thakur said things like you can't teach rasa, he meant you can't teach love. Hmm? 
Um, so he was not fond of uh, of kind of, if you will, replacing Kirtan, the, the king of pr- spiritual practices for the Kali Yuga, with uh, any kind of detailed um, mental meditative exercises um, and analysis of rasa that was uh, didn't arise spontaneously hmm? more naturally hmm? um, out of the purified heart coming from kirtan kirtan the so he he felt that the force of kirtan would bring about the capacity to remember to meditate to do dhyan effectively and so forth in this sense he was dismissing the idea of of teaching uh, rasa but uh, not that we will dismiss books like Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu and so forth and try to bring out and what are the implications of that so again this is the what the Sambradaya has done um, with regard to the little if you will if we look carefully at it that what Rupa Goswami has said about this Manjari Bhav, about Radha Dasyan. Here he begins, first place, he mentions it, in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, as I said, is in the second chapter, which is about Sadhana Bhakti. Sadhana Bhakti, uh, as explained by Rupa Goswami, has two visions, two divisions. Vaidhi Bhakti and Rag Bhakti. Both are sadhanas. Vaidhi Sadhana Bhakti, then Tata, now Raganuga Sadhana Bhakti. Raganuga Sadhana Bhakti is following in the wake of the, the, the reality, the ecstasy, the bhava of the Ragatmikas, hmm? whose very self is, 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 is like the personification of, of Rag, of attachment, of love for Krishna. This means the paradigmatic people of Vrindavan, the Subal, the Sridham, Sakirasa, the Nanda, and Jashoda, Rohini Devi, and Vatsali Rasa, the Patrak and uh, Chitraka of Dasyarasa, hmm? the uh, Lalita, Vishaka of Madhuri Rasa, and so forth, and ultimately of Rupa and Rati, Manjaris, the Rupa and Raghunath, uh, Gosamis of of, uh, of Gorlila. Hmm? Um, so to f- rag anuga means anuga means to follow. So to follow in that ideal, to pursue that ideal, and there's a systematic way, of course, of doing that. We should attach ourselves to one who ha- who is is um, um, has an affinity for that, hmm? develop affinity for that Vaishnava, and appropriately incorporate practices of the Rag Marg relative to our eligibility, which is limited at first, lacking as it does in taste, which is what the whole thing is about. But still, some aspects of it may be incorporated, as Jiva Goswami has explained, in Bhakti Sandarbha. So in the least, we should be attached to, to such a person, of such a Vaishnava, and we should learn from him or her the, the, the theory. So here we're going to go a little theoretical 
And the first term that uh, Rupa Goswami uses to describe this love, he says, Keli Tatpar Yavat Tatpar Yavati Eva Sambhog Echamai Bhavet Tadbhavi Chatmikatesh Tasam Bhava Madhuja Gamita. So he says, now this is, he's within, he's describing the uh, sadhana bhakti of the Raganuga division. Hmm? And within that, there are two divisions, Kamanuga and Sambandhanuga. Sambandhanuga means, Sambandha means relationship, basically. So it's a love, Sambandhanuga, Raganuga bhakti, is a love that is personified by Krishna's parents, his friends, his servitors in the Brajalila. Hmm? So to follow in the wake of their ecstasy, their love, their nityasiddha, Krishna prem, their eternally existing prem, hmm? is called sambandhanuga. In other words, oh, they have a relationship with Krishna as servant to master. They have a relationship with Krishna as friend to friend, equals. They have a relationship with Krishna as um, parent to son, as elder, a well-wishing kind of relationship. All of these relationships are legal hmm? in the Leela. The other division then of Raghunuga Bhakti is Kamanuga, Sambandhanuga and Kamanuga. And Kama means desire. It means, in a full measure, lust. Hmm? So it speaks of an illegal relationship in the context of the Leela, ultimately. Hmm? Parakiya. Hmm? In the Braj, then this is, of course, uh, the, the prominent idea. And there are many different types then here he highlights the two basic ideas. He says, Sambhogecha uh, mai, one type. Mai means to be filled, and itcha means desire. Sambhog means union. To be filled with the aspiration, the desire to have union with Krishna. Hmm? Who would be an example of this in the Leela? Well, the prominent example would be Chandravali. Hmm? Krishna is Radha's chief competitor who is a partial manifestation of Radha for the sake of bringing out jealousy and so forth and, and um, uh, endearing her to Krishna endearing Krishna to her and so on so she has a direct relationship with Krishna and there are others so many hmm? so this is a possibility he says he's speaking about this in the context of um Sadhana Bhakti. Here we're taking it in our minds to, oh, the Balavas, they speak about something like this. Oh, the um, Nimbarkis, they speak about Sakibhav. Hmm? Hmm. They uh, are more focused on Sambhogechamai, so it's a possibility. We find at the end of his discussion on Raghunuga Bhakti, he says, and there are others. Hmm? who refer to this as pushti mark, and they're more or less the same. That is the balabas then. Hmm? 
He says this similar thing at the end of his discussion on um, Vaidhi Bhakti. So there are others, they call it Mariada. Hmm? Or more or less the same. This is the the name amongst the Balabas for Vaidhi Bhakti, Mariada. Hmm? And Pushti, nourishment it means. So so um, this is one type of love. And then he mentions another type of love. He says, Tadbhav Echatmika. Tadbhav Echatmika. So Tadbhav. Tadbhav means like her bhava. Hmm? Her love, her ecstasy. Hmm? The desire hmm? to um, to make her love one's Atma, one's very self. It means to be, to become one with Radha's love, hmm? to make your Atma, hmm? the desire to make your Atma her love. Now you cannot become Radha. That's not possible. Hmm? And she is her love. She is Mahabhav Swarupini. So uh, we have to look at this closely because to become Radha, that's not a possibility. That would be an offensive idea. Hmm? Some my is to be a competitor of Radha. So this is definitely not the uh, interest of, of the Gaudias. Rupa Goswami, uh, uh, Jiva Goswami comments that uh, Vishwanath Chakrabarti Thakur, I should say, comments. Uh, Jiva Goswami as well. This is the prefer- preferable. Hmm? Not much said about it, but this is the one that is preferable. Hmm? Um, to become, make oneself one with Radha's love. It's also sometimes called Tadbhav Echumai, to be filled with the desire to, hmm, or the desire to be filled, I should say, with the love of, of Radha. So it's a very interesting uh, 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 term. Hmm? And... Uh, it's the preferable kind of love of the Gaudias with regard to Madhurya Rasa, romantic love. Sambhogya hmm? Chumayi, by contrast, is, as I said, the desire to have direct romantic relationship with Krishna. So often when we speak of Madhurya Rasa, then people think, yeah, I want to be Krishna's conjugal lover, something like that. But this is not what Gaudiya Vaishnavism is offering us a window into. Hmm? You could pursue it, but you'd be better off in another sampradaya for that. Something more than that is being offered hmm? in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, this is usually the case, the, 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 the less is more, hmm? or the appearance of less is more. Because we would think that the direct relationship with Radha would be the more. Hmm? Someone I read had reasoned and, and philosophized, theologized poorly about Gornagarbhav. Gornagarbhav is, a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is an idea of having a romantic relationship with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That Mahaprabhu did not uh, showcase in his leela at all, but some people have uh, made up this bhava. Hmm. emphasized it at least in, in, in a way that uh, our particular acharyas have not, some have criticized there are some great devotees who have talked about it in some ways but to understand it properly 
is uh, not so easy and it's so often been misunderstood. But anyway, this fellow was theologizing about it and he said, after all, is there no opportunity to have direct relationship in, with, with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu like some gopis have with Krishna? And of course, <laughs> as we're finding out here, that direct relationship with, with Krishna that some gopis have in some bog, HMI, Kamanuga Bhakti, is not as desirable. It looks like more, but it's actually less. Hmm? Because no one can draw more from Krishna in love than Radha. So any competitor of her hmm, uh, will not get the full uh, measure of his reciprocation in rasa. Radha will. So to position oneself then in relation to her as her handmaiden, this is the preferable idea of Gaudi Vaishnavism. This is how we, we taste the Radha Bhav. This is, this is like being the flower on the vine that as Radha is nourished uh, drawing Krishna to her, to her bosom, then the flowers are nourished, and they experience hmm, what she does. Hmm. So we also learn later in this same book. Hmm, I'm going to go on to explain the second term. The second term that Rupa Goswami uses to refer to this love is called bhavolasa. Bhav Ulasa, like Ulas, the, the, the highest, the supreme most bhava, love. Hmm? He does it not by directly saying Radha's love is called this and so forth. So he's very uh, um, kind of um, understated hmm, in stating the highest ideal, which is his own position leaving it for others to draw out the secrets, so to speak. So both here, he uses Tadbhavai Chatmika, and then later he will use the word Babulasa. In between, of course, he explains about Rasa. Hmm? He uses the Babulasa term at the end of the chapter in which he speaks about Staibhav. Staibhav is that dominant force, like I say, the Vatsalya, the Madhurya, the, the, uh, the Sakya. Hmm? a dominant force in life, that uh, it has the capacity to dominate in such a way that in combination with other emotions, affords one the experience of rasa. And according to the Gaudiya Vaishnavas, rasa saha. The Taitreya Upanishad has a vali, a chapter, Ananda vali, the chapter about Ananda. Hmm? This is where you find the statement. Rasu vai saha, saha, he, Brahman, is rasa. So they've taken this, Goswamis, and they've emphasized this point. This is the idea of Brahma, Brahman, that we're interested, Brahman as rasa. Hmm? Um, so, while describing this Taibhav, this uh, this uh, bhavulas term comes up, but before that, in the context of describing other emotive elements that combine with the stayibhav, afford one the experience of rasa or brahman as rasa. Hmm? He describes, for example, the 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 ala, the, the um, vibhavas 
you know, ibhavas, samchari bhavas, anubhavas, with regard to the vibhavas, we have uh, the alambana vibhav, hmm? the vishai alambana, and the ashray alambana vibhav. Vibhavas are the, like kind of causes or inspirators. Inspirator? Uh, I, if, if, for example, if say you, you love your daughter and you and she's been away from home, and you come home and you find her shoes at the door, then you see her shoes. You always love your daughter, and you think about her from time to time, and things remind you of her. And this is one of the things: the shoes remind you of her in a prominent way. It causes that love to rise up. Hmm? This is the idea of a vibhav. So, uh, the, the and there are two different types of. Bibhavs, but uh, well, there's 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 two different types, and within the two types, it's very complicated. We have the one type, the Ashrayalam and the Vishayalam. So Krishna is the Vishayalam. In other words, for Rasa, you have to have two. It takes two to tango. Hmm? So um, there is the object of love, and there is the love itself. So a devotee personifies the love as the Ashray, the shelter of the love, and Krishna personifies the perfect. Object of love, hmm? and so Rupa Goswami has taught that Krishna is the Vishaya Lambana of Bhakti Rasa. In the words, Krishna is the perfect object of love. He's that center on in whom we should repose these powerful forces hmm? of love. Great love. Hmm? The world is about love. Hmm? Um, so, uh, so, with it, so, so therefore, the Vishaya Lambana of this Tadbhavechamayi Bhakti hmm, is Krishna. This is interesting because it's centered on Radha, as I say. Hmm? But the object of love is Krishna. So, Krishna is the object of love of the Manjari's love for Radha. Hmm? So, what is the nature of the devotee's then love for Radha? This kind of question comes up. How, how does that, uh, that work? Hmm? So therefore, that's where this term Babulas comes in. Hmm? The, 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 the broader question is, Devotees all have love for Krishna. He's the perfect object of love. Bhakti is love focused on Krishna. Hmm? Absolutely and exclusively on Krishna, we hear. Hmm? If you have love or attachment for anything else, then it, you know, it, it's a problem. We want unalloyed love for Krishna. But the question arises, what about other devotees? We see that devotees love one another. How how we understand that? Without asking the question, Rupa Goswami gives a verse that answers it. Hmm? Right at the end of his uh, his chapter on uh, Stayibhavs. Hmm? So it's another kind of sub-dominant force, if you will. Hmm? It's a love, but it's love of the devotee. So he says, basically, how do we understand the love of the devotee? Sometimes... The devotees will love Krishna and 
you know, they'll love a devotee a little less than Krishna, the devotee that they're following, for example. He's speaking all this in the context of rasa, in the perfect world, in the, in the world of Krishna Leela, Bhakti proper. Hmm? We find a devotee uh, is, for example, a Raganuga Bhakta who's becoming perfect is following another devotee. They have love for that devotee, a love for Subal, a love for um, Lalita, Vishaka, hmm? and so forth. Sometimes that love will be a little less than Krishna, which is the norm. Sometimes, though, he says it will be equal. They love Krishna and the friend equally. So, how do we, where will we categorize that in the ocean of bhakti rasa? He says, oh, well, this is another thing. This is a special kind of, special kind of sancharibhav. There are maybe 32 Sanchari Bhavs. Sanchari Bhavs are new emotive emotions that rise and fall, if you will, in the ocean of, this, of one's Stai Bhav. If one has a Stai Bhav of Sakya Rasa, then sometimes, for example, um, uh, uh, another emotion will come and, and it won't displace the Sakya Rasa, but it will augment it. Hmm? And so it, they rise and they fall, they come and go. Hmm? Hmm? Um, in the same way, he, he says, this is a different kind of Sanchari Bhav, it's a, it's a special one, separate from those 32. It's called love of the friend, Surit Rati. Hmm? Love of the friend. And I may love my lover and I may love my friend. I always love my friend, but sometimes that love of my friend serves to augment my, my, my love of my uh, lover. Hmm? So it may, it may take prominence at some, some point to some extent and sometimes less prominence. So it has a tendency to rise and to fall and to augment and to nourish the love of the friend does, nourish my love for Krishna. Hmm? So this is a very nice idea. It, 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 it very beautifully explains with the nature of all the love of the devotees in the, in the uh, real world of Krishna Lila, where all these forces are fully played out. Hmm? And their love for one another is a samchari bhav. Hmm? We call it suhritrati. Give me rise to the point of being love that's equal. We may love them. Devotees may love one another. Uh, a devotee may love another devotee equally to the uh, measure of their love for Krishna or somewhat less. Hmm? Now, again, this is talking about the, the real world of Krishna Leela, hmm? Plato's world of forms. Hmm? that invisible world. Um, but it has its application on a lower level too, in a, in a very general sense. This should be um, played out, so to speak, because we are devotees, we have love for one another and so forth. Are we supposed to become detached from one another? No, actually we're supposed to become attached to devotees. That should nourish our love for Krishna. That's our practical experience. Attachment to devotees nourishes our love for Krishna. Hmm? 
So let the husband be attached to his wife. Let the wife be attached to her husband. Hmm? In the context of that love, that marriage being for the purpose, ideally, of loving Krishna. Amar Das gave a nice comment recently on an article that we published on The Harmonist. It was um, a, a comment about a very Gaudiya comment from Jaiva Dharma about marriage. Bhaktivinoda Thakur said, one should not get married to have children. It's like, what? Hmm? Um, the Dharma Shastras say the main purpose of marriage is praja, to give offspring. Hmm? And then there are two other purposes, dharma and rati. Hmm? It means love, affection for one another, intimacy, to follow the dharma and so forth. Uh, uh, and here is a very different idea, a very, very bhakti idea. One should not get married to have children. <laughs> Prabhupada sometimes said, without marriage, without children, what's the meaning of the marriage? And so, bhakti uh, Vinod gave a very nice uh, emphasis. We should married for the purpose of pursuing Krishna consciousness would help us to pursue Krishna consciousness, grab a partner and, you know, and go, something like that. Hmm? This is the higher idea. Hmm? So, let me love the partner, love the devotee. Devotees are are bewildered about this. And I met with a a godbrother of mine in New York. He invited me for a, a breakfast at his house and he told me I spent years trying to, uh, realize that I should love my wife. Mm-hmm. My orientation to Krishna consciousness was such kind of a tyag orientation. Like I said before, we come to bhakti from from jnana and karma in an unsophisticated way. I don't mean in a systematic way we were treading the path of jnana or karma, but in an, in an unsystematic way we were pursuing things, the karma marg, and pursuing knowing in the Ganmarg, hmm? which amounts to giving up the things. The boga, in contrast to the tag, when the things don't satisfy me, boga. The boga doesn't, the acquiring doesn't, I tag, I give it up. Hmm? So these are the two tracks, so to speak, that our material life runs on. These tracks have been harnessed in the scripture as actual paths, hmm? to sophisticatedly, in a sophisticated, systematic way, acquiring things hmm? so that there'll be less of a downside and a reper- repercussions and you can go to heaven, for example, enjoy for a long time with no karmic repercussions. Hmm? And then the, the bog, the, re- the giving up of karma, the renunciation side, honing that to come to knowledge of the self and so on and so forth. But in a general sense, we're moving on these two tracks and we come into bhakti so we may carry in, we may come into the center of bhakti, then gravitate towards the fringe, and our tag, renunciation, understanding of bhakti, and our bhog, enjoying understanding of bhakti, may take precedence. So we find these very harsh um, representations of bhakti that, are, that emphasize extreme renunciation and so forth and so he was kind of confessing like that I kind of had that idea and I was thinking my wife is bad I shouldn't you know I shouldn't even be in this relationship it's Maya hmm? there's something to be said for material attachment like that it's true but to bring it 
to a very wholesome idea, which bhakti seeks to do, then it, 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 it finds a way. See, it's power. Hmm? This is the power of bhakti. It, it doesn't have to be um, unto itself, uh, away from everybody. It has the power to be in touch with everybody without being affected by it, close to people. Like I like to say, bhakti gives the full face of of, of what renunciation is about. And renunciation is about bringing us closer to people, hmm? to see them for what they are. And, uh, and when we see them as other souls on the path and they're helping us to pursue Krishna consciousness, so then, like this, it's some kind of a sanchari. It's not really a bhav, because we don't have, if we don't have bhav, but the principle is, when I'm extending it from the leela down into the sadhaka's life, to make for a, an emphasis on the, a wholesome and happy kind of nature of sadhusanga and our relationships with one another and so forth. Hmm? Of course, we should try to be real devotees so that we are worthy of being attached to and inspire others and so on and so forth. Hmm? But that's only the first part of Rupa Goswami's verse described in the love of the friend. Then he goes on to another idea, an exceptional idea, and that is an idea found in the Leela, in rasa, bhakti proper, wherein one has love of the friend and love of Krishna, but the love of the friend is more than the love of Krishna. The love of the friend exceeds the love of Krishna. So this is a very extraordinary circumstance because Krishna is the perfect object of love. Who's that friend <laughs> that, that could draw that kind of love, that love that exceeds even in, in, in its, its measure, which we're also talking about unlimiteds here, but, but nonetheless exceeds the love of Krishna as it plays out in the Leela. So, I should say he describes the nature of that love. It's very unique. How does it work? While the Sanchari Bhav nourishes one's love for Krishna and it rises and falls, this love doesn't rise or fall. It stays constant and dominant. Hmm? And it doesn't nourish one's Stai Bhav for Krishna, but one's Stai Bhav for Krishna nourishes it. It's starting to sound like a Stai Bhav itself. There's a problem with that. Because as we've already learned, Krishna is the object of love for every stai bhav, including the one we're talking about, tadbhava echatmika, tadbhava echamai bhakti. The manjari's love for the handmaidens of Radha's love for her. It's focused on her. Hmm? Krishna's love is augmenting it. Hmm? It doesn't rise and fall in the sea of a stai for Krishna. Hmm? It, 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 it's always dominant. Hmm? He says, here's what we're going to do here, Rupa Goswami says. This is, I'm speaking about Suhrit Rati, but this is a very special kind of love of the friend. And I'm going to give it a name of its own. and I'm going to call it Bhavulasa. This is its characteristic. We see it sometimes. Bhavulas. It is the most exalted bhava. Something like that. 
Now, there may be semblances of this here and there, as we've taken the Sudhrati and taken it all the way down to the, play out, in a, in, a, in a sense, in the lives of sadhakas. Hmm? So this may play out to some extent here or there, but the full idea of this hmm, really comes to those devotees like Rupa and Rati Manjari, for example, Rupa Goswami, Raghunathas Goswami, that like their love for Krishna. The handmaiden of Radha's love for Radha. Hmm? This is Babulasa. Hmm? But then, what is the position of Radha in this? Hmm? Again, she's starting to look like the, the Vishayalambana. Hmm? But we've already learned, no, Krishna is the Vishayalambana of this Manjari Bhav. Hmm? He's the only Vishayalambana of every rasa. We can't displace him and put Radha there. Hmm? Um, but then their focus is entirely on Radha. So how will we understand it? Well, the simple way to understand it, we just call it Babulas. It's a special kind of Sanchari that works like this. It, in, in two ways, it functions like a Stayibhav, but in one way, we know it, it, it doesn't. How's that? What is the one way it doesn't function like a Stayibhav? It's not focused on Krishna. In all Stayibhavs hmm? in Bhakti Rasa have Krishna as their object. So it's not focused directly on Krishna. Therefore, it cannot be a Stayibhav. Hmm? It's something of its own. It's babulas. It is the object of the handmaiden of Radha's babulas. Or, or she is, I should say, the object of their babulas. She is not the object of their stayibhav. Hmm? She's the object of their babulas. But that babulas is so much like a stay. So, some devotees have 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 theologically stretched the um, the possibilities. Krishna alone is the Vishayalambana, hmm? the object of love. But we find, for example, in the bhajan of great devotees like Narottam, he says, Radha Krishna, hmm? Pranpati, hmm? Jivarane Marane Gati, hmm? Radha Krishna Pranpati. He says, Pati, Lord. Hmm? Of, of pran, of my life. Radha Krishna are the Lord of my life. He's putting them together. Hmm? We find in the bhajan of some of great devotees hmm? this idea that they seem to elevate Radha to the same position of Krishna. Hmm? She joins him on the throne as the object of love. He's not taken off. That would be a problem. Hmm? But she's joining him there. Hmm? This is a little bit of a theological uh, stretch in a sense. But hmm? if we look back at the original word that Rupa Goswami has used to describe this love, tadbhavicha. Hmm? Tadbhavicha. Tad means like her. Bhava, love, itcha, desire. Desire for her love. To make my atma, myself, hmm? one with her love. Hmm? 
Tad means her, but Tad is a pronoun. In Sanskrit, it can also mean their love. Hmm? So we can, we can take uh, with a little scriptural reasoning, Shastra Yukti, a little, yukti, a little theologizing, we can, we can support what we find, and we, not, we must support hmm, what we find in the budget of great souls like Narottam Thakur. We, can, we will have to think, if he's experiencing this in the bhajan and speaking like this, there must be support for this. We must be able to turn the scripture in such a way as to give the support, support to that. Just like the Goswami said, well, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, look at him. Look at his ecstasy. We've got to find a place for it in the scriptures. Hmm? So they found a way to support. They found verses and they found a way to explain them. This is supporting who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is. They, 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 they recognize this is, the, this is the goal. This is the ideal. He's personifying that. Hmm? It doesn't come out in the scripture and say, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Yuga Avatar. He will come and taste Radha's bhav and so on and so forth. Hmm? They had to dig deep to give support to that. They couldn't ignore it. Hmm? They thought, if the scriptures don't talk about this, then whew, that's where we cast the book out. Hmm? It has to be talking about that. Hmm? So it's the nature of truth. It, it must be in the book. If you find a truth outside of the book, then you have to find a way to, to find it in the book hmm? to support it. Hmm? Yeah. Truth is truth. So we have, as a result, we have Gaudi Vaishnavism. Hmm? And as Gaudi Vaishnava reaches its pinnacle in Radha's love for Krishna, then this experience of Naratam, Jivani Marane Gati, Radha Krishna Pranpati, like this, these kind of statements. This is, he's just singing about. It's like Prabhupada sang about his Bhava. Tomara Milane Bhai, Abarse Sukhapai, Gocharani Guridin Bor, Kotabani Chuti Chuti, Bani Kai Lutaputi Se Din Kabi These are beautiful things that such a charges leave behind. Hmm? A great uh, mine, if you will. Hmm? To uh, to ex explore and extract uh, precious uh, gems from and share them amongst ourselves. This is the business of the boat. This is the whole kind of emphasis here. I'm I'm making on where the sampradaya has come, with its emphasis on Radha's love for Krishna and the possibility of attaining it. When Rupa Goswami just mentioned it with a couple of words here, very covertly. It's his own love he's speaking about, very covertly. They've drawn it out. Hmm? Hmm? So, when, so, so here Narottam is giving this idea that, that's, that seems for a moment opposite What is that opposite well, Krishna is the Vishaya Lambana. Hmm? He's the object of love. Clearly, Jiva Goswami says the only object of love in Bhakti Rasa is Krishna. Hmm? How can Radha be the object of love? Hmm? This will be then, we're outside the parameters of, of Rasa Tattva. But we find, not that Krishna is displaced hmm, in the bhajan of Narasim Thakur, but that somehow Radha seems to be taking the throne along with him as the perfect object of love. Hmm? Pranapati, this is singular. These two are my singular Lord. Hmm? Shelter, my pati, my... Hmm? The two of them. 
So, if we go back then, hmm, from Babulas, if we go back to Tadbhavi Atmika, the original word that Rupa Goswami uses, Herbhav, to be filled with the, 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 the desire for her love. It cannot be her, but her love. Hmm? We can take the word Tad, her, and we can also say, oh, it also means their love. It can, it's a pronoun that can be used to say their. It can be used to say his. It can be used to say her. Hmm? Their love. To be filled with the desire, hmm? to, to be filled with the desire for their love. To be filled, to, to, be, to desire, Tad, Bhav, H, Atmika. To desire that my Atma, Hmm? will be love, their love. My very self will be their love. Hmm? This is the idea. Hmm? What we said earlier, raso vai saha, hmm? from the Taitareya Upanishad, from the Ananda Vali of Taitareya, speaking about Ananda, hmm? there it's described, Brahman is rasa. What does it mean? Hmm? So the Gosamis have taken this statement from the Shruti and played this out. And as I said, in playing it out, Rupa Goswami showed that there had to be two elements for rasa. Ashraya Lamana, Vishraya Lamana. It has to be Krishna, the perfect object of love. There has to be the devotee. Hmm? Now here, Radha is the devotee, in a sense. She's deity and devotee. Hmm? For her handmaidens, she's the friend who's, who, who they love more than Krishna, who's become their deity. Hmm? And her love for Krishna and Krishna's love for her is what they are about. Hmm? They don't want Krishna independently of Radha. And they certainly don't want Radha independently uh, of Krishna either. <laughs> they want them to, to get... If they want to please Radha, then... What is she all about? She's living only for the pleasure of Krishna, for the union with Krishna. So they want to foster that, to bring that about. That is their preoccupation. Hmm? So when we look at Tadbhavi Chumayi like this, theologically developing the idea, then we find room for the support of the experience of a Narottam Thakur. We could be conservative and say her, or the, the, her handmaiden's love for her is Babulas. Bas. Hmm? In other words, she is the object of their babulas, a special kind of surhitrati, a special kind of love for the friend that is the sanchari that acts in two ways like a stayibhav and one way not like a stayibhav, the one way being that Krishna is not the object and Krishna is the object of all stayibhavs. Hmm? So leave it at that. And to be honest, Jiva Goswami, Vishwana Chakravitaka have left it at that. They haven't gone further. But as I've said all along here, Gaudiya Vaishnavism is an ongoing theologizing. In other words, there's no limit to this. Hmm? This is the whole idea. Who has ruchi will continue this Shastra Yukti forever. Hmm? Reasoning about the implications of Scripture and bringing out new insight, new meaning, and so forth. Hmm? You know, when you have these people want to go back to the original and only print the commentary of the... That has value, but there is much more value if we can find somebody capable, competent, who has taste and insight, who can reason about that and write a commentary in today's world. Well, not only will it be more relevant, in a sense, by way of 
speaking about it in our times and taking analogies from the times, so it'll also be more relevant in terms of taking us potentially deeper into the whole, the whole, uh, the, the idea, the seed ideas that are given there. Hmm? Now, you see, the Rupa Sami didn't give the whole idea. You could say, or he give, but the particular audience had more eligibility to, to understand the implications more readily. Because whenever you write a book, for example, you take your audience into consideration and you try to say it in such a way that they're going to get it. You don't want it. Good writing is not that you make it more complicated, but that you actually make it such that everybody can un to take a difficult concept and make it readily understandable. This requires some realization. Hmm? With regard to ordinary topics, it requires some realization how to write and, 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 and to understand the topic. Hmm? So, in the least, we can say, the previous Acharyas have written about it, and everybody does, according to time and circumstance, and they were satisfied that they fully made it accessible and understandable. <laughs> but as time goes on, what are they talking about? What, is that, what does that actually mean? The implications of that have to be drawn out. That's one way of looking at it. So, the theologizing involves that. The other way is, they didn't actually say that much about it. They gave a seed for it. And... As Prabhupada once said when asked by Vishnu John Swami with regard to a statement of Bhaktivinoda, Bhaktivinoda Thakur said, I've left the world, my work undone. And Vishnu John Swami asked Prabhupada, what did he mean? And Prabhupada said, oh, he could have done everything. Hmm? But that is his mercy, he left something for us, some service for us to do. Hmm? So they, 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 that's another way of looking. They leave something for us to do. And that is the, that, that is the more Hmm? so to speak hmm? uh, we we are we we should not be shy we should not be proud but we should be convinced hmm? there's a difference between conviction and pride if one is convinced that they got mercy and as a result of that they have an insight hmm? then they're bound to share that even if other people will think i haven't heard that before he must, where is he getting that? He, that's pride. He's making that up or something. Of course, that person will also be able to say, well, this is how we support it here from this text. But Prabhupada didn't explain that verse like that. There are other ways to explain that verse. And every other verse and every other word for that matter and every other syllable, tadvagvasago, janatago, viplavo, yasmin pratishlokam, abadavati api. Prabhupada used to like this verse. It says it's, it's from Nard Bhagavatam. Nard is speaking the Bhagavatam to Vyas. Tadvag Visargo Janataga This Bhagavatam hmm, that I'm speaking to you, that was spoken in four verses to Krishna, uh, from, to Brahma. Hmm? I'm, speak, I'm the disciple of Brahma. I'm speaking to you, Vyas, in about 12 verses hmm, in Bhagavatam, first canto. He said, Tadvag Visargo. This this is another creation, this Bhagavatam. Hmm? You know, it's a good word because Brahma's the creator, he was the teacher of Narada. So, you know, this is a different creation than when my father, you know, fashioned. And even that was was possible only by being empowered by Krishna. This is but this is a whole different thing. Tadvagvisargo Janatagavitlavo, Yasmin Pratislokamabhavatipi. One shloka, and probably used to extend it. One word. He said, if they just touch the book, in other words, the idea is that they're touched by one sloka can touch them and change their life. Prabhupada said, not one, one sloka, one, one word, 
just the book. We used to think, well, go out and touch people with this book. <laughs> and then it'll change their life forever. There's some truth to that. <laughs> I used to hold it tight and think, I'm putting this in somebody's hand. What will they do? What will it do to them? What will they do to it? What will they do? And they say, you know, take care of this, you know, put it on the sh- you know, shelf, you know, dust it off, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, such as Bhagavatam, it is a living thing. It is the story of Bhagwan, the life of Bhagwan. So, what limit is there to that? Hmm? This is the thing that there is not enough that we can say about it. This is where the Gaudias differ from the Mayavadas, this is the idea of, of, of Mahaprabhu's statement that Shrotam uh, Upanishadam, I quoted earlier, Dure Harikatamitam. Statements of the Upanishads, they're Dure far from Harikata. Neti, Neti, that is a different thing. It's in the direction, but it's not this, it's not that. Hmm? Consciousness is not this, it's not that. In Gaudi Vaishnavism, we say, it's not that we cannot speak about it. It's beyond words. But we say we cannot say enough about it. The Mayabhadans would say you can't say anything about it. So we say what it's not. It's not this, it's not that. That gives a vague idea. But the Buddhists have a different idea. They want to speak about consciousness. Chaitanya means consciousness. Chaitanya Charit, Amritam. The immortal character of consciousness, the living, growing thing. There's so much to say about it, they say, no. Ikshatenashabdat. There's an aphorism from the sutras of Vyas, one of the sutras. Shankar will say, about which it cannot be spoken. The mind going there, the Upanishads say, return. Words going there, return. Om. Nothing, whatever, not even silence. We like to say, please be silent. <laughs> and we have a different idea that that, that, that uh, Sutra Baladev says uh, that we can, uh, cannot say enough about it. Words cannot do justice. Therefore, we're always talking about it. This is Harikata. Nure Harikatamitam. The Upanishadic idea is far from that. He says, Kampashu Pulakada. You cannot get these things. He, then he, he begins to speak about Satvika Bhav, Sanchari Bhav, hmm? all the constituents of Rasa, all the, well, particularly the Satvika Bhav, the transformations hmm? of visible, um, involuntary. It's, 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 it's reached a pitch. Hmm? That there's, no, there's no return from there. So this from Harikata you can get. Hmm? So this Harikata, this is an ongoing affair. Here we are doing hmm, some topic, talk about Hari hmm, from the vantage point of Radha and Radhastami and how this is, that vantage point has been made available to us from the, as a result of the weakness of Krishna standing next to Radha. In other words, he's fallen in love and therefore he's more accessible. Hmm? And this, of course, in the person of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is Radha Krishna Nahayanya. Hmm? Uh, Radha Krishna Nahayanya Rupa Nuga Janera Jivan. So, 
Again, same idea that Radha and Krishna are uh, Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Radha Krishna Nahe Anya, Rupanuga Janera Jivan. The followers of Rupa Goswami, in the full sense of the term Rupanuga, their Janera Jivan, same idea as Narutta, their life, the life and, and soul is the, the idea that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha and Krishna combined. He is Mahabhav. Rasaraj Dui Ekarup. The two. Rasaraj, this is Krishna, the perfect object of love. Radha Mahabhav, the perfect love. Hmm? The two becoming one. Hmm? This is another way to think about it then. Hmm? If you want to have Radha Dasyam, as Prabhupada Saraswati said, you worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Picking up from the idea of Nityananda Prabhu, as I said earlier, Bhaja Gauranga, Gaha Gauranga, why worship Krishna? We worship Gaur. Hmm? This is Nityananda Prabhu boldly starting the Sampradaya without any scriptural support, just doing it. Others coming in and giving the support for this idea. And Prabhupada coming later and saying, I take it like this, the more you worship Gaur, hmm? the more you get a position in Radha's seva. Hmm? So, this is this is the this is the Brahman that is rasa, because it requires two. <laughs> if the, if Brahman is rasa, there have to be two there. This is a, so that it's kind of a duad. If we are not mono, monotheists, <laughs> in a sense, we are. How would you call it? Duad theists or something? Pythists. Hare Krishna uh, together, their, their union. This is the idea. And and then to emphasize the point further for uh, for Radhastami, then if these two are they equal, no. Hmm. Uh, Krishna is only Rasaraj because of the Mahabhav. Hmm. Krishna is one with her love. So the, the, if we ask the question, people ask the question, um, okay, where does the universe come from? You say it comes from God. Hmm? Then they say, where does God come from? They think, gotcha, right? Because you want to say, well, God is the source of the world. Then who's the source of God? Hmm? Well, there's a couple ways you could answer. You say, well, we know the universe has a source. According to science, it has an origin. So if it has a beginning, then then there's a logical question as to who's, who or what's, what is the beginning. Hmm? But whoever said God had a beginning? So you can't apply the same question. Hmm? That's one way to answer. But we have a better way of answering. We say that God is the source of the world. Okay, who's God? Krishna's God. Who's the source of Krishna? Radha. Oh, who's the source of Radha? Krishna. <laughs> so this is our theology. <laughs> Krishna and Radha, I mean, this is a Chintibeda Beda, as explained by Kabiraj Krishnadas in the fourth chapter of Adi Lila. Uh, their love is one with him, that they correspond. So, therefore, we're not interested in Krishna, we can say we're interested in love of Krishna. We're interested in Radha's love for Krishna, means to be fully interested in Krishna. This is, this is why some Bhogyachumai is not the desire the ambition of the Godis. That's another kind of Kamanuga Bhakti. We are not interested in that, having union with Krishna, but rather becoming, a, 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 in the highest reach anyway, to become one with Radha's love, 
by being her handmaid. It's kind of a dasya bhakti to Radha in a sense that it that constitutes conjugal love, hmm? romantic sentiment for Krishna in such a way that the full measure that can be drawn from him in that is experienced. Hmm? Not by competing with Radha, but by working with her, something like this. So Mahabhav and Rasaraj, and we'll give the emphasis on um, on Mahabhav, as Krishna himself does. This is also the center of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. He sees, he is the king of love, he sees the measure her for her love, and he has an existential crisis. I thought I was the king of love. She has a, uh, a, an experience of love that exceeds anything that I experience. I gave my promise in the Gita that whatever, however people approach me, I'll reciprocate accordingly. I have, I'm done. I can't have, I, you have to be satisfied, she, he told, with the love. It's more than me. Hmm? And that's a problem for me. Hmm? I'm the object, the perfect object of love for everyone. But you are my object of love. And I need, and you wouldn't say that. Hmm? Radha will never say, just see, my position. Hmm? I am the perfect object of love for the perfect object of love. Hmm? No, but Krishna will say it. And that is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come to do. In one sense, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna coming to toot the horn of Radha. Hmm? So this Jai Radhe, this popular on this day and every day in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, this is coming from Krishna's mouth <laughs> as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He's coming to taste Radha's love, that's true. Hmm? But he's coming to, to, the whole idea of his coming to taste it is, is implied in that is it's a huge statement that the measure of her love, this is the highest thing. Hmm? This should be glorified. This is the highest ideal. Again, I may be the perfect object of love for everyone, and all religions think that God is the perfect object of love, but I have a perfect object of love. I suppose you could say that Radha is the Visha. <laughs> well, anyway, we won't say that, but uh, <laughs> Radha is the perfect object of uh, of Krishna's love. He's rasa and rasika, so you can, can say it in that sense. So, in this way, we started with the idea of explaining the phrase, popular and really um, ex- exclusive in the full sense of the term to the Gaudiya's, Jai Radhe. Hmm? So it comes actually from Krishna's mouth, is where we get it. So, any question? What's the time? Oh, oh, because we started early for the cooking. So, any other question or comment? Welcome, by the way. Nice to have you. Brought your whole family, huh? Hello. And here, any question? You're only broadcasting to Madhavan, right? Yeah. Okay, satisfied. So we'll stop there, and some of you 
Well, I'll help with the cooking and then the feast at noon, or what, 12.30. Sri Radhasthami Mahamotsubhititi ki jai. Kaur Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. Kaur Prema Mandi.